1: Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Balance Bond Podcast, Soul on Fire. I am so happy to have you here listening. My name is Jordan. If you're new to the Soul on Fire tribe and this podcast is all about a range of topics from wellness to spirituality to basically everything in between. It changes all the time and I have so much fun hosting it. I get to talk to so many interesting people from the CEOs of some of my absolute favorite companies like today's episode, to channelers, to mediums, and just all sorts of really interesting and fascinating people. So if you are a regular Soul on Fire listener, welcome back. I'm so happy to have you here. And if you heard my intro from last week, Lacey's episode, then you know that I was recording in a closet in Bali on my iPhone. And miraculously, when I got back to Los Angeles, my computer started working again Even though Mercury is still in retrograde and things are still funky, my laptop decided to turn on. My microphone is working. I don't have all of the pieces to it because I left some of them in Jonathan's suitcase after our trip to Bali, but everything's working. And I'm just excited to hop on and introduce Cheryl O'Loughlin, today's episode guest. She is the CEO of Rebel. Rebel. Rebel, as in R-E-B-B-L, the drink that I talk about all the time on the podcast. It's a coconut milk-based elixir and protein drink company. And they're a mission-driven company with huge impact. And she talks all about it. So I don't really want to give it away and tell you more. But just know that you're in for a treat. Cheryl has worked at multiple companies and founded multiple companies before she became the CEO of Rebel. She founded Plum Organics and she co-founded Luna Bar. She worked at Cliff Bar for a really long time and her story is just so incredibly interesting. She wrote a book called Killing It and it's for entrepreneurs and what I love about it and what I find Really different about that book than other books for entrepreneurs and kind of how to in business books. And the reason why I wanted to have Cheryl on, so many other reasons, is because her book really focuses on how important it is to maintain relationships with the people in your life, no matter how successful you get, or how successful you want to be, or what kind of company you're running, or what kind of leadership position you have. At the end of the day, what's really important is coming back to the people that you love and having a community to share in your happiness and success with. So she talks a lot about that in this episode. She gives a lot of really great tips and tricks for how to stay connected to your family and your friends when you're busy in hustle mode. And she also talks a lot about the mistakes that she feels that she's made, that she's learned from. So she's an open book. She's vulnerable. She's funny. She lives in Northern California, which if you listen to this podcast, you know, is very close to my heart as I am a NorCal girl for life. And... She's pretty amazing. So Cheryl, thank you so much for taking the time to come on this podcast and to chat with our Soul on Fire listeners. Everybody who's been entering the Rebel giveaway from last week, you're awesome. I'm going to choose a winner this week and we're going to continue to do them monthly just like we have all year. So Rebel has been so generous with this podcast, which I'm so grateful for. Which brings me to our sponsor for today's episode, not Rebel, but another company that I love so much that also uses adaptogens and very good for us, healthy things. And that is Four Sigmatic. You guys have probably heard me talk about Four Sigmatic. It is a mushroom coffee company, and they don't just have mushroom coffee, they also have matcha. And I've been drinking the matcha lately because, believe it or not, I have been off of coffee for a week and a half and I feel really good. I don't know how long it will last, but right now it's a nice little change. But even if I were to drink mushroom coffee from Four Sigmatic, my system wouldn't be too upset about it at all because there's really not a whole lot of caffeine in mushroom coffee. So if you're hearing the term mushroom coffee and thinking, what the hell? How does that stuff taste? Let me tell you. So when I say mushroom coffee, I'm not talking about portobello mushrooms. I'm talking about the entire kingdom of medicinal mushrooms that exists outside of the normal portobello that we're used to in our veggie omelets and other dishes that we have been having all of our lives. So the mushrooms that Four Sigmatic works with have amazing health benefits for everything from immunity to energy to longevity, all sorts of other brain stimulation. You can even take medicinal mushrooms for sleep. So at Four Sigmatic, they use different mushrooms that are functional, like reishi, chaga, cordyceps, and lion's mane, as well as many others and lots of different superfoods. So using these functional mushrooms basically just helps us live healthier and more enhanced lives. So they make drinking mushrooms and superfoods absolutely delicious, delicious and really easy to do. They have their mushroom coffees. They have mushroom superfood blends and mushroom elixirs. They sell tins for at-home use and also single-serve packets. So I like the packets because I can carry them with me everywhere. I can bring them on vacation. I brought them to Bali. Jonathan drank them every morning. He is so obsessed with the mushroom coffee life. And the best way, the most delicious way, I think, to enjoy mushroom coffee is to blend it with a cup of hot water put some stevia in it if you like things sweet like I do and enjoy it as you would enjoy a cup of coffee in the morning. You can also blend it with nut milk or you can put it in a smoothie. You can even put it in oatmeal. You can kind of put it in anything that tastes or sounds good to you. So I want to tell you about a couple of my favorite products. The mushroom hot cacao is so delicious. It tastes like Christmas in a cup. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, it even tastes like Hanukkah in a cup. I celebrate both. And it has, of course, cacao because chocolate, so yummy, coconut palm sugar, cordyceps extract, and chili extract. So there's lots of different health benefits. Even in cacao powder, it helps our body produce and maintain its own steady level of energy and it has lots of antioxidants in it. And of course, it's chocolate. So it tastes absolutely delicious. And then when it comes to cordyceps, because I know that a lot of you kind of wonder what do these medicinal mushrooms do? So cordyceps is the main ingredient in a lot of different Four Sigmatic products, and it helps fire up your brain. So... On the packet of Cordyceps Mushroom Elixir Mix, it says, get fired up with Cordyceps. And Cordyceps is something that I like to take in the morning or I like to get through my Four Sigmatic in the morning when I'm sitting down to my computer to bang out a bunch of work or record a podcast interview like I'm going to be doing tomorrow back to back. So I love the Cordyceps products. I also love the Chaga the hot cacao, the matcha. I really love all of it. And they just came out with decaf, which is awesome. So they are kind enough to offer a discount code with the code BLONDE at checkout. You get 15% off. So that is B L O N D E at checkout for Sigmatic, F O U R S I G M A T I C dot com. You can go to slash blonde or just type in blonde to get your 15% off and that link will also be in the show notes. So without further ado, definitely check out Four Stigmatic and let's dive into this episode with the amazing Cheryl O'Laughlin of Rebel and Cliff Bar and Luna Bar and Plum Organics. She's just incredible and the author of Killing It. <laughs> let's dive on in. Okay. So I am here today with Cheryl O'Loughlin. She is the CEO of Rebel, which is a company that I talk about on this podcast all the time. I think probably since my very first episode, I've been talking about Rebel. Oh my God. (laughs) Cheryl. That's so awesome. It is awesome. I'm such a huge fan. I can't even remember the first time that I discovered Rebel. But I do remember the first time that I started talking to Dre and incorporating Rebel into my podcast and into all of my events. So it's been a really, really fun partnership.
0: Yes, totally. It has. And it is a really fun brand. So I feel very lucky to be a part of it.
1: Absolutely. And at the head of it, which is so cool. So we will talk all about Rebel as you're here today but I also just want to talk about you and learn all about you and what inspires you, what you do on a daily basis. I want to talk about your book, Killing It, which I have right next to me. And I've had so much fun reading as a fellow entrepreneur and somebody who Uh definitely has a lot to learn. (laughs) So I'm so glad that you wrote that book. Uh Oh, well, thank
0: you. You know, I,
1: I just put
0: it all out there the way I see it, completely vulnerable. So I really appreciate you reading it and I look forward to talking about it.
1: Yes. Well, I appreciate the vulnerability and the authenticity. And I really appreciate when people put themselves all out there and they don't hide the challenges and the difficulties of being an entrepreneur and working in the startup world because, like you talk about in your book, it seems like a very glamorous lifestyle from the outside and kind of the fast track to having a penthouse, I believe is what is some, a, myth, a myth that you busted in your book. Yeah, that's so, a
0: big one. <laughs> yes,
1: I really like that you talk about all of that. So I guess to get started, I would like for you to tell us instead of what you do, because we know what you do and we're going to talk all about it. What do you like to do?
0: Oh, what do I like to do? I love that kind of question. Um, I have, you know, it's there's just like the simple things make me so happy. So every Friday night, my husband and I, Patrick, have a tradition where we sit down at five o'clock and we open a bottle of wine and we just hang out and talk to each other. And it's just like this opportunity for for us to just kind of clear out the week out of our heads and just be with each other. And I, I just, I'm telling you, like it's Wednesday today and I'm sitting here so excited for Friday. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I got to not think about that because I got to be in the moment right now, but I love my Friday drinks.
1: Yes. That sounds like such a good routine to have and such a fun thing to look forward to.
0: It is. It Um, really is.
1: I love that. So I think that that's amazing. And it's really a testament to a lot of the things that you talk about in your book, which is no matter how successful you are in business, if you don't have people that you love surrounding you and a thriving personal life, then it really means means nothing. Yeah, I think it's so
0: easy for us as entrepreneurs to gets so sucked in because it really is... Entrepreneurship can be so all-consuming and we start isolating ourselves and it is absolutely the worst thing we can do. We need people around us that love us, that can help us through the hard times that we can really open up to. But also there is, we've got to recognize that in any job, it doesn't matter what job it is, there is a point of diminishing returns where you can only put in so much time and really be productive and effective. It is so healthy, not only for us, but for our companies and for our people in our companies, for us to take that downtime and model that for us. Other people and clear our heads. It's essential, but we forget that because it is so all consuming.
1: It is all consuming. And I love that you say model that for other people because I really do believe that when you're at the head of a company like you are with Rebel as the CEO, that you really are the model for your team for how they can structure their days and structure their lives. So I think it's really cool that you're a model of balance and work-life balance, because your team, I have to tell you, every single person I have met from your team and everyone I've ever talked to or come across from Rebel is so well-rounded and so kind Uh, and so just easy to work with and fun to work with, and that's uh, really important to me. As a blogger, working with all sorts of health and wellness brands, I always say that the brands that I continue to work with are the ones that I enjoy working with, that I develop friendships with. And that's always been the case at Rebel.
0: Yeah, uh, th- I, I have to agree with you. These are some of the kindest people I've ever met in my life. It almost brings tears to my eyes. It's just so amazing. But I have to tell you, I I am not a model for perfect balance because I think <laughs> perfect balance is bullshit. Yeah, it's kind um, of impossible. And I think that's, It's impossible. And it's one of the things that I think, you know, I have to say it is but especially us as women, we hold ourselves up to this ideal that we have to be perfect and we have to be so in balance. And it, it, it has this opposite effect of making us feel like we're not doing something right all the time. And to me, you know, I look at what what my priorities are and I say you know I've got to make sure that those are in focus and I'm constantly trying to uh, you know, re rejuggle and make sure that the right things are in front of me. But I've let go of the guilt of one, trying to be perfect, two, trying to keep it that it's especially in balance at all times. I just have to keep readjusting. And it, it's like an ecosystem that way it's a constant readjustment with the priorities that we have at the forefront of our minds.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for saying that because I'm with you. I think balance, the perfect balance is complete bullshit. And it's really hard to try to hold ourselves to that standard of perfect balance, especially as the balanced blonde being the name of my brand. I think people come to me a lot asking, how have you achieved balance? How have you found that perfect symbiosis? And I always say, The reason that my brand is called The Balanced Blonde is because I'm striving for balance every single day. Mm -hmm. I prioritize it, but I don't have it. I'm a very extreme person, as I also learned in your book that you are too. So I, I can relate. And I'm curious, what are some tangible tips that you would give people listening to try to balance their life with also a growing, thriving brand or business idea?
0: Yeah, yeah. There's, there's. It's like you said. It's it's the simple things that really make the difference. So, for me, uh, you know, one of the things that I used to do as I completely got myself sucked in was, I'd be constantly on my computer and checking my email. So as soon as I was done with dinner, I'd run upstairs and I'd start doing my emails again. And all of a sudden, it's like the night is over and I haven't spent time with Patrick. I wasn't focused on my kids when we were at dinner. So now, okay, it's dinner time. I take a breath. I walk away from everything and I sit down and I Completely immerse myself in, in what I'm doing with my family. And we go around the table, and the kids talk about what they did for their day. And we get into now that they're older, which I find super, super cool and fun. Now that my uh, older is 16 and a half and my younger is 13 and a half, mm-hmm. we'll take a topic that comes out of something that happens in their day. Like, say, it's, you know, some sort of uh, uh, philosophy and why, you know, why are we here on this earth? okay, let's talk about that and let's have a philosophical discussion about that. And dinner lasts for, you know, it could last up to an hour and a half, but... That's what we're there for, is to be with each other. And then I might go upstairs, might check a few emails, might not. But then it's time to shut off and shut down and spend some time with Patrick. And Patrick will say to me, you know, hey, Cheryl, it's getting on. Okay, it's getting past nine o'clock. It's time to shut down. He'll remind me at times. But that's what keeps me focused on what's important. And then when I'm getting up in the morning, okay, now it's time to do a workout and focus on work again, but it's it's putting their putting my priorities in their relative place in my life, and knowing that they support each other. That time at Patrick adds val with Patrick adds value to my job at work because I can be fully engaged in my job at work and put love into my work and to my people because I'm not doing it all the time and burnt out all the time from it.
1: Hmm. Yes. Exactly. That's so true. I think it's important to remember that everything complements each other. Our personal life complements our work. Our work complements our personal life. That's beautiful. I love that. Well, I
0: was just going to say, to your point about what you talk about, th- th- that's it, is is really bringing in this, as you call it, and I think that's a beautiful way to call it, this, strive for balance. That's what it is. If we're constantly striving it, for it and considering all those priorities and not losing sight of it, that's what's important.
1: Yes, that is what's important, not the absolute perfection of attaining it, because that's not going to happen. Right. Yes. Right. So... Just to back up a tiny bit and share your journey with everybody listening, because of course I have read your book cover to cover, so I know your journey, all of the multiple companies that you've been involved in, that you've started, how incredibly creative you are and visionary. But oh, just thank you. A brief synopsis of your journey through Cliff Bar and Plum and everything you've been involved in that has brought you to Rebel.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely been a circuitous path. And there were some real ups along the way and real downs. And I rode those very high and very, very low. So, yes. you know, starting, I'll start talking about, please, you know, interrupt me and let me know which which part you would like to hear more of and where you'd like to move on. But, you know, Cliff Bar was a real defining, big moment for me because it, it really shaped my philosophy of business i had worked for multinational companies i was in marketing and at the time the conventional wisdom was that you really had to to be a good marketer you had to separate yourself from the consumer and study the consumer from afar and look at only look at the data and god forbid you were the consumer and then you you couldn't be objective enough and when I walked into Cliff Bar, I just walked into this different world, and this was in 1997 when I went and interviewed at Cliff Bar. And you know, I, I'll always remember I I walked to the front of the company to go and have my interview with Gary, the the co-founder, now owner of the company. And I have these dogs greeting me at the door, and there's bikes hanging on the wall in the in the main office in Berkeley. And literally, I don't see any people in the building. So I walk through the building, I walk to the back of the building, and there in front of this humongous climbing wall is the company participating, the whole company in a stretching class.
1: And Gary- <laughs> wow, in 1997, that's so cool. In
0: 1997. And Gary jumps up with his um, four-year-old daughter at the time, Lydia, and he's like, okay, let's go into my office. So we go in his office and, you know, he he puts Lydia on his lap and he starts asking me questions. And in between asking me questions, they're whispering in, in each other's ear and going back and forth. And I thought, wow, you know, here I'd always thought to kind of keep a distance, keep my personal life at a distance from my work. And here's a guy who's bringing it all right there. He's not just a company owner, but he's He's a climber, he's a baker, he's a dad, he's a loving husband and he's bringing it all here and you know god that, that was so intriguing to me so i just had to join the company and 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 check it out and you know what gary started teaching me over time is to bring my love to work and to dig deep into myself and my soul and I, to get inspired, and th- I started realizing that you know I I ate Cliff Bars, I I liked Cliff Bars a lot, but I was only using them when I was in you know really hardcore workouts. So I started dreaming about a bar that was a little different, that was made for women, because all the bars at the time were all about men and muscle, and really in the if you looked at the energy bar category, there were almost no women using it, and. Started realizing maybe that's because the category is missing something. And the more women I talked to at Cliff Bar, the more they started saying, Yeah, you know, I would like a different kind of bar. So we worked on this idea, which was a bar that would be lighter in calories, that would have nutrients specifically for women. Um, and that would talk from a brand standpoint to a to a woman in terms of who she was and and the joy that she brings into her her life and the celebration of life and we came up the con- with the concept, which would become Luna Bar, which was the first whole nutrition bar for women. And we launched that bar. And within three years, it became a $70 million business. And it really changed the shape of the category because now the category was is now to this day is more balanced, probably more actually skewed towards women than men. And what I realized from that was that Bringing my passion to my job and digging deep, as Gary had taught me, opened up a huge opportunity because I could see things in a new way that I couldn't see before. And so that just really shaped the way I started thinking about business, yes.
1: Yeah, so well, it's so interesting. i love love hearing just how how you became such a visionary, as I was saying, for what you're now a part of. So I think the whole journey is important, and I think people will like to hear it.
0: Okay, cool. So then fast forward. So that was in 1999 that we had launched Luna. And fast forward to the year 2000, and Gary had almost sold the company. We went out on this b- big road trip and we were talking to all these companies to buy Cliff Bar because our competitors had been bought out. Uh, Kraft had bought Balance Bar. Nestle had bought uh, Power Bar at the time. And those were, at the time, the number one and number two players in the market. So we were told as a small privately held company we would die. And so we got a buyer and Gary... You know, quick story here, Gary was sitting in his office with the investment bankers and the lawyers and the company that was going to buy Cliff Bar. And he was moments away from signing the company away in this contract. And his 50-50 a co-founder, a 50-50 partner in the company was standing right next to him, and everyone's ready to sell. The company was going to go for millions and millions of dollars. And he you know, looked up from the contract and went for said to everyone i got to go for a walk comes back looks in a mall and says i can't sell i i just can't sell my company so everyone in the room was floored his his co-founder was absolutely pissed because <laughs> yeah. he was moments away from being multi multi millionaire so we Gary took the company off the market and uh, he took on an enormous lo- loan. It was actually a forty five million dollar loan on a ninety million dollar company at that, at that time, and that was to buy his co founder out. That was not to have any investment capital, and so we you know we struggled. I mean, the whole company we thought we were going to sell, and it was really hard for a while there. And I had the honor of being named um, CEO in the year 2004, and Gary had articulated why he had made that choice, which what was he had a vision, and this is much more common nowadays. But you had we hadn't heard that at the time to- at this time much except for by Ben and Jerry's in the body body shop. And that was to use the power of a company to make a difference in the world, to help people and to have a lighter footprint on the planet. And I had the honor of uh, helping to operationalize that vision. And a key thing there was to be able to prove that a company with this kind of philosophy could grow and could thrive as a business because if we couldn't grow and we couldn't be profitable, it, it, it wouldn't be able to bring this uh, this purpose forward. And so, after three years as CEO, we grew the company from 100 million to 200 million in revenue. And Gary, it became so profitable. Gary was to get his stock certificates back fully, and so he now owns the company outright. But more importantly, to me. Than that was the fact that I saw the power of having that kind of philosophy. What that could do to people in the company. People were so felt so much ownership to the company, and none of us had physical equity at that time. Gary just felt really burnt by what happened with his co-founder, but we felt like we owned the company emotionally and spiritually, and. Given that, I was like, all of a sudden, I got that entrepreneurial bug. I was like, I got to try this on my own to see if really I could take this beautiful model and create something out of, you know, what was really true in, in my my heart, what, what I wanted to bring forth in the world. And that brought on, let, that led me to um, co-found the Nest Collective, which is now called Plum with my co-founder, Neil Grimmer. And so shall I I go on to quickly on that story and then take it forward to to Rebel?
1: Well, tell us tell us how you got involved in Rebel and then we'll circle back to Nest because you've done so many amazing things. But now you're doing Rebel. I think tons of people listening are huge fans of Rebel. So let's kind of fast forward ourselves into how did you get involved with Rebel and tell us kind of how that all came to be.
0: Yeah, well, it came from some real hard ups and downs that I went through at Plum and a lot of learnings. And I had given that experience, I was so burnt out. And, you know, we can talk about if you want, my uh, company my husband started, and I supported that. Um, fell apart and just was a real hardship on our family, hardship on me health-wise. And I said, I am never, ever going to do this thing, this startup thing again and run a company day to day. I'm just done. I'm closing that chapter. I went to work for um, Stanford, ran the Center for Entrepreneurial Studies over there and then Plum sold, and we had moved up to wine country in Santa Rosa, and I was just going to serve on boards and teach entrepreneurship at Sonoma State and live a very different life. And then Rebel came into my life, uh, Paulo Hawken, who's the co-founder of the company and one of the most brilliant product innovators I've ever met in my life besides Neil Grimmer, my co-founder at Plum. And I had always, uh, you know, adored Paulo. I had met him through his dad, Paul Hawken, who is really considered the father of sustainability. He's the most amazing man. His book, uh, Project Drawdown, is incredible on a, a world-shaking, world-changing on um, how to draw down this climate issue that we have. Oh, my have. gosh. Wait,
1: Paul Hawken? Yeah. yeah oh, my the gosh. Paul what? I yeah, just— so- Heard him speak at Mind Body uh, Greens retreat, and I think I fell in love with him. I absolutely love brilliant. everything he shared. I learned so uh, much about climate change, so much. Oh my gosh, he just he rocked my world. Brilliant. I love that connection.
0: Brilliant. So I met Paul when I was at Plum and he, w- it was one of those conversations now that you've heard him where you feel like you ever have those conversations where you feel like you're floating in a different universe. Like this is so mind blowing this conversation. It, it just, it changes your life forever. So yes, that's I, how I, I,
1: I can't believe it. I can't believe that, um, that that is a connection there. That's amazing.
0: Well and Paulo so Paulo the co founder of Rebel is his son. So Paul had introduced me to Paulo no when way. I was at Plum. So I I met Paulo and Neil and I were like, Oh my God, we gotta try to hire this guy. He's brilliant. The product Brilliant as a product innovator, and you know we couldn't we couldn't get him over to Plum. He was co-founded a company at the time, so he had reached out to me. Believe it or not, through LinkedIn, and I'm like, oh, cool. So I checked in with him, and he's like, oh, you know, I'm doing this company, Rebel, and looking for a board member. Would you be interested? So I'm like, cool, yeah, that it sounds really great. The philosophy is amazing. I love you, Paulo. the The product is. Mind-blowingly great tasting and so healthy. So yeah, let's do this thing. So Paulo had been running the company for three years as CEO. He had no desire to do to do that. He's a product guy. That's what he loved. And so the board and Paulo had asked me, "Hey, can you run the company for a little?" for a time and help us to raise money. So I'm like, okay, sure, I'm willing to help out, but this has a definite timeline, definite deadline. And as I'm doing this, I'm like, oh my God, this brand has the magic that I've seen with the other brands that have worked so well. Uh, Those three, yeah, go ahead, sorry.
1: Oh no, I just love that you use the word magic because that is one of my favorite words when it comes to- (laughs) Business and entrepreneurship, because when something has magic, it's just there. It's like that it factor. Yeah. It is that
0: it factor, and that's what it was. It, it's those three things. It's it's the brand, it's the purpose, and it's the people. And with the brand, it, you know, there's the component on it, which is the product and the the brand overlay itself. So for the product, we you know we could talk about Rebel more, and it sounds like. That you are been mm-hmm. so well, you I know you've been so engaged with it, and that you like the product, which I so love. But it, it really is a special product. It's a super herb elixir. It's made with coconut milk, so it's so it it's so satisfying and so incredibly delicious. And at the same time. The um, you know it's MCT from coconut milk, which is so good, in the herbs such as turmeric and adaptogens like ashwagandha that help uh, your body to regulate to stress. So it's almost customized to your own body. Uh, Those things were that it's the right product, and then it's got this beautiful brand of Rebel, which stands for roots, extracts, berries, berries, barks, and leaves. It's what's in the product. I didn't know that. Yes. How did I not this know? Whole, it's this whole thing of the rebel and, you know, being yourself and having the freedom to express in the way that you want to express. It's like, my God, how he, Paulo developed this brand is unbelievable. So it had the brand it has the purpose in terms of we uh, we were started by a nonprofit called Not For Sale, who uh, who wants to end human trafficking, and which is one of the fastest growing in this, It is the fastest growing illegal industry out there. It is uh, it it is the second second largest illegal industry behind illegal weapons. And it devastates 30 million people a year, bigger than any time in history. And so to this day, we give two and a half percent of our net sales, not our profits, our net sales of every bottle to Not For Sale to do their work in helping to support people, victims of trafficking. And we work with our growers to help to make sure they have a strong livelihood so they're not vulnerable to trafficking to begin with. So if we impact it up the stream and we impact it down the stream, that is a reason why we come to work every day is to help to do that. Do you know how freaking motivating that
1: is? Yeah, that's to do the that? magic that's the magic factor for sure. Magic.
0: And the people as as you said, Jordan, they are so special and so incredibly kind. And it's just a place where I just, I feel so loved and I feel like I can give so much love every day to this team. Those things I had, I experienced those things as as this quote unquote temporary CEO. And I'm like, I got to keep doing this. This, I, I have got to commit to this company. And so I said, all right, I'm, I'm all in. Let's, let's do this thing. And I, Have just taken everything I've learned in my career, all the ups and downs, and I am having one of the most joyful, wonderful, healthy experiences of my life.
1: That is so amazing to hear. And how long ago was that, that you got involved with Rebel? So I got involved
0: with Rebel, what year was it? 2014, 2013, 2014. And it's been, it just keeps getting better every day. It's just amazing.
1: Wow. So that's pretty recently. And that totally derailed your plans of just going back to teach entrepreneurship at Sonoma State and chill out and leave the startup world. You were just drawn back into it. You couldn't help yourself.
0: It was drawn back in, and it's interesting that you say that because there's such a difference when you. It's like I don't know this whole thing about getting older, and I contemplate that a lot. And you know i i I had read i, I had read this book, and um, it was by Joseph uh, Joseph Campbell, who is, is since passed away. But one of the I mean, he is the greatest. Um, ever, person at understanding the power of myth and how myth is such an analogy for, uh, you know, our lives and the, the hero's journey and what we go through in terms of, you know, going to, to through dark paths in order to come out on the other side and really have um, a change in your whole philosophy of life. And I had always wondered, why do I, why am I never bothered? And I'll get back to the, to rebel why does it not bother me to get older where so many people it bothers and he's something that he said was so powerful which is you know when we're younger we're always striving for the next thing and striving and striving everything is about the future and as you get older it's about the present because we've pushed and we've pushed and we pushed and now we're here and That's what I feel like now being at Rebel is I've just learned how to still be urgent in my work because that's so important in a growing company is a sense of urgency, but to do it with calm and I have a very senior team now and uh, executive team that I'm working with. And, you know, again, just such wonderful people. And it is kind of like just that sense of calm that we bring to our work that's making a real difference to me in terms of how how much I enjoy it. Because I don't have to be going through those ups and those downs all the time.
1: Yeah, I love that. I think that that is something us. younger people have to look forward to. Not that you're not young, but like you said, it doesn't scare you to grow older because of not always having to look ahead. And I really love that. I look forward to that too. And I try to just live in the moment regardless, because I feel like that's such an important lesson.
0: Yeah, it is. And that's what I hope that talking about these things more and and putting, you know, being vulnerable and being willing to put our stories out there that people will be able to see, okay, you know, I can get through this. Everybody has a story, you know, no matter how perfect people might look through Facebook and on paper, there's always a story behind it. And I think it's, uh, you know, now that I have uh, kids, have had kids for a while, to be able to share with them that it's, it's okay. Like it, it will, it feels hard right now, but it will be okay. And that's what being vulnerable helps us to be able to do to others. That's kind of our give back.
1: Yes, absolutely. Do you find that being so vulnerable and authentic, especially in your book, where you share your lowest of lows and your highest of highs, do you find that that overall makes you just feel so much more confident going out into the world, being exactly who you are because you have nothing to hide?
0: Oh, my God. That's a very interesting way to say that. <laughs> I know. That's I'll, so funny I'll tell you that why you say
1: that. in a second. But go ahead and answer.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm laughing too because, as I meet people. That, you know, I'm getting to know people. And then all of a sudden it like dawns on me when they say they read the book, I'm like, oh my God, they know every single thing about my, my yeah. life. And I don't know anything about theirs. And so, yeah, you know, it's really, it, it, that's such an interesting way to say it, but it really has. I'm a, I don't have anything to hide. And I was just contemplating that literally, Jordan, yesterday, mm. because I started... I just was just talking and just throwing it all out there. I'm like, God, there really was a point in my life that I was so afraid to do this. But now I'm not. And it actually welcomes other people to feel the same with me. And so it really creates deeper relationships with people than I've probably ever experienced.
1: Yeah, that's an amazing outcome. I love that. Well, the reason that I ask and the reason that prompted me to think about it was, having a blog and putting so much out there, sharing so much of my Uh, life, I have a similar feeling a lot of the time. And I find that the mm. more authentic I am and the more vulnerable I am, the more I allow myself to share even the hardest, darkest things that I go through. I feel so much more comfortable around people because I don't have to try to be anything I'm not or live up to some specific standard of, how, you know, an entrepreneur or a blogger or anything should be. I just can be myself.
0: So true. That's very insightful. It is very, very true.
1: Yeah. And I think that you definitely achieved that in your book with the vulnerability that you share also, which I love. So something I like to ask people, especially people who do a lot of interviews, as I know that you do, because you've been involved in so many things and have had such success. What is a question that you've never been asked that you wish you've been asked that you would like to answer?
0: Wow. <laughs> wow. That is definitely a, a question that I have absolutely never been asked. <laughs> I know. So, uh, so what is that
1: question? Um, Feel free to take your time. Yeah, um, I
0: I have to contemplate that one for, for a second. Um, you know, something that people don't ask me is, you know, was this your original plan? Did you always plan on, you know, running companies and, and all that? And, you know, I, my kids, I have to say, my kids do ask me that, but people don't ask me in interviews. And it's funny because this wasn't my plan. <laughs> and I, I try to teach my kids that, you know, kind of life takes on a circuitous path. So I had actually always wanted to be a psychologist, and my uh, my mom had told me when I was in college. She's like, you know, I was raised by a single mom, and she's like, you know, I can't pay. I can only pay for so much school. So I was like, oh. Okay, uh what do I do? And I, I was just I was so I was so naive at the time when I was going to college. It's amazing how much more kids know to know today. Like I applied to one school, that was it. I don't I didn't even think about what would happen if I didn't get in. It right. wasn't a consideration. And so, you know, I was lucky enough the University of Michigan had an undergraduate business program. So I went to that program and I got out and I started studying business and I always felt so torn in the beginning because I, I felt like I, I kind of like walked away from what I really wanted to do. I really wanted to help people and help people understand what was going on inside. And if I think back now to that and now to now, to moving forward to now, it's like bringing my life full circle because here now having been so vulnerable and bringing my whole self to work, I guess really a big part of what I do now is is connection with people, really kind of understanding the human brain and everything that I wanted to do from the beginning. So I almost came back full circle in some ways. Yeah.
1: Isn't it interesting to think about that? How we know from such a young age what we want to do, and then sometimes we do that just not in the way that we thought that we would at all.
0: Yeah, yeah. My sons are always saying, oh my god, I feel so much pressure, especially my junior now. He's a junior in high school. I feel so much pressure to decide what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And I'm like, no, you don't. It's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, focus now on just where what you want to do next. Don't worry about too far out in the future. And I think that's true for entrepreneurs too. When we start our companies, we think we've got to be able to have the whole path all set out for us. And a lot of times investors make us feel that way, but we've got to focus on know, step by step and creating those building blocks so we have a solid foundation of which to build into the future. So stopping ourselves from feeling all the pressure of the now and the future. Like let's, we need to focus on the now just to be able to make sure that we're doing the right things now.
1: Yes, yes, I love that. And that kind of leads into my next question, which is what would be one of your top tips for entrepreneurs, for people who are... Just starting to build a brand, or maybe they've been working at it for a while. What would you tell them if you could tell them one thing?
0: If I could tell them one thing, it would be don't lose yourself in your company. It's very easy to do that. Don't have your self worth equal the company worth. What 95% of companies fail and what we forget as entrepreneurs because, you know, it's kind of like any kind of artist. It is ourselves we feel like uh, just out there to the world and that our company is a reflection of us. And yes, so much of our identity does get locked into it, but it, it absolutely can't. It, our self-worth has got to come from our soul, from our gut, and our companies will go up. They'll go down, but we don't. And we've it's so hard to understand that, but it's absolutely essential, not only for the good of the company, but for the good of ourselves and our lives. Our lives are going to go on well beyond our companies. And so I think that you know one of the things is really taking it it's that source of pride in knowing that, there are so many people out there that don't have the guts to do what you're doing as an entrepreneur and just having the gumption to go out and friggin' do it, that, that is the thing. That is what we've accomplished. And we've got to keep that in mind as we're going through our companies.
1: Yes, that is so true. I love that. I think so easily people get lost in the brand that they're creating. I've definitely been there. I think I learned my lesson after a couple years of starting my brand, really losing myself in it. And at the time it seemed like the best decision to make, of course, but it wasn't. And I I'm so much happier having a well-rounded life and a relationship and going on trips with my family and my friends. It just makes a whole world of difference.
0: God, it does it does to your work, right? Oh yeah. We we think that there's some sort of separation. There there there's not. I mean, we have to make sure that we're giving the right time to each of them. But you know, one of the things that Rebel actually we talked about is how do we make sure that we bring our lives to Rebel and Rebel into our lives so that all of our, you know, family feel a part of what we're doing so they can they can understand why, you know, we put so much into our work because they feel part of it. To um and feel a sense of ownership too to to what we're doing at our companies. I you know, I had Mark Rampola, who is the founder of Zico Coconut water, and he's he is a board member of mine and an investor. He's such a great guy. And you know, I always remember something that he told me, which was so interesting, is you know when if if we have you know, if we are married, we have a spouse, he really part of our our company is kind of part of our assets together. But what Mark did with his wife, Maura, was he actually gave her a stock in her name in the company. He didn't need to do that. But he wanted her to feel just, you know, emotionally like she had something in the company, even though she would have anyway, but something in her name. And that made her feel that much more a sense of ownership to the company. So bringing our families in is such a helpful way of giving, a, giving all of us perspective on what we're doing in the company. So I, I, I think that's a really important thing to keep in mind.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's so interesting to me. Because it does make a huge difference when you're actually a part of something, when you're personally invested in something, even yeah. if, like you said, you would be anyway because of your family or your ties or your spouse. But it makes such a difference, I would say definitely, um, to have personal involvement. Like you have a whole new love for the company and for the brand. Yeah. That's how I feel yeah, about it. It's so true. Some, some friends of mine have. A healthy hydration supplement business. And I feel so tied to it because I am a part of it Mm. and I have invested in it. And I have never been so tied to something that's outside of my own brand and my own world, as selfish as that might sound. But I've just been tied to my own brand for so long. And it's very exciting to have personal, personal involvement in something that you really believe in that's outside of yourself.
0: It's so true. And it is, it's, it's not selfish. It's when you're giving to your, to your brand and your company, you're doing so much giving right there because it has an impact on so many people. I mean, look at amazing how many people you positively impact. And then also to take it further and be able to give back to somebody, somebody that you love to be in part of their world too. And, and to, um, you know, I think that was one of my, Another one of my big ahas was was making sure that with our relationships that we're not so sucked in that we real that we that we give as much attention to what is important in our significant others lives and our loved ones lives as feeling that they need to be with ours cuz again as entrepreneurs we think the whole world is about this company that we did and we forget wait a minute our significant others our loved ones they have they have lives that are important to them and should be important important to us. So, uh, you know, I I just think that's wonderful that you're that you did that for your friend and that you're doing what you're doing with with your company.
1: Yeah, no, it's true. It's it's never selfish. And on that note, I'm really interested in how you take care of yourself, what your self-care rituals are, how you invest in your own well-being because I know that that's something that's really important to you and your book is basically built on a foundation of investing in your own well-being so that everything else in your life can flourish.
0: Yeah, I mean it's, you know, it's little things, it's just uh, little rituals I do. Like I just did, right before this call, I actually went to my Pilates class and You know, and and she was playing all this old school, like 60s music that was super mellow. And there were just a couple women in there and it just was able to zone out and take a break. So I felt refreshed to come in and and do this interview and do what I have to do for the rest of the day. And I had so much. This is so simple and silly. But like last night at like five o'clock. I shut down and and was helping my son I, he's you know looking into colleges and so is his girlfriend so I read I read to them about different schools and they listen and they take notes and we talk about the schools and I ask them okay now which ones excited you and I just find such joy in doing that you know and just knowing that wow, this conversation is going to really impact them in their lives. And so it's doing things like that where I feel like I'm giving some to myself and my health, but I'm also giving to other people, which also you know, helps me to feel healthier in my life. So it's just little stuff like that. That I get, I get immersed in for for a lack of a better better way to say it. And when I was still learning the lesson and not doing it right, I mean to sit there and do this college book with my son and his girlfriend would be like I'd, I'd be shaking because I had to go back and work and kept thinking about what I was not doing, the emails that were coming. But I've just learned how to be immersed in what I was doing in what I'm doing in that moment, and it's made a huge difference.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. It's it's true. It really goes to show that self-care can come in so many forms. It can come in taking a Pilates class and having your rituals, but it can also come in doing something for somebody that you love or with somebody that you love. That's so cool to hear. Yeah,
0: it's really, it makes life great, right?
1: It does. It does make life great. So I want to move into the rapid fire questions that I ask everybody who comes onto this podcast. They're just kind of fun and different and will teach us a few little things about you.
0: Sounds good.
1: Okay. Chocolate or vanilla?
0: Oh, chocolate. Definitely.
1: Definitely. Home or traveling?
0: Ooh, that's a tough one. That's a really tough one. I have to say... Home, but when I retire one day, I'm going to say travel.
1: Yes, totally. I like that. What is your favorite flavor of Rebel? <sighs>
0: Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know what? It has to go back to chocolate, a dark chocolate protein. Nothing can beat a dark chocolate protein, although the turmeric lemon tart is pretty freaking awesome. So I have to say I have, I have to do that, too. You're making me choose between the 11 flavors, which are all my babies. So it makes it very hard. But I, I know. am a holic.
1: Making you choose between your babies. I'm a holic too, for sure. And I love the dark chocolate (laughs) protein. So good. Yes. So if you could give one wellness tip to everybody listening, what would it be?
0: Uh, My wellness tip would be make sure you take time to go outside. It's just always still amazing to me to this day how a bit of sunshine, soaking it in, makes all the difference in how you feel.
1: Yes, that's so true. And you live in Northern California, right?
0: I live in Northern California and it's so bizarre. It was so sunny for weeks on end. I woke up this morning and it was thundering. No way. Yeah. How bizarre is that? Thundering and raining.
1: That is bizarre. That's so strange. Well, yeah. Funky weather, funky weather this summer. I love Northern California. I'm from Sacramento and I go back all the time.
0: Oh, it's so cool. Sacramento is actually a really cool town. People don't realize it if you haven't been there, but it is, it is an awesome downtown.
1: I know. I love that you said that because Sacramento gets such an interesting reputation from people who don't have much of an experience with it. But it's such a cool place, and it's really growing. It is such
0: a cool place. And Cake, if anyone knows the, uh, the band Cake, they're from Sacramento and they're very cool. So. I didn't
1: know that. That's so cool. Yeah.
0: Amazing.
1: Yeah. So if, what is the one item in your pantry that you can't live without?
0: In my pantry? Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say this is really weird, but I always eat on the weekends, these Lundberg thin rice crusts that are made of quinoa and I put jelly on them and cottage cheese, which is really bizarre, or peanut butter. It is so good. I don't know. There is something about those, those rice cakes with quinoa, and it's got all these other grains in it. It is so good and so crunchy. I love things that are crunchy. I also love grapes. Like I'm obsessed with green grapes. And so it's crunchy stuff, I, I just can't live without crunchy stuff.
1: Yes, the crunch is so good. That sounds delicious. I'm going to have to try that.
0: It's really good.
1: What would you most like to be known for?
0: Oh, that's an easy one, that I've loved, that people felt ve- loved and loved hard by me. <laughs> that is like the biggest value in our family. And I have to say that my boys are super, super loving and huggy and kissy. And even in front of the high school, I still get kisses when I say goodbye. Love is so important in my family. It is one of our core. We say at Rebel, we say we're rooted in love because when you have love, it makes, going back to the magic world word, it creates creates magic.
1: Yes. That's beautiful. That was an easy answer for you. I love it. That was very easy. What are, do you listen to podcasts? I do. What are some of your favorite podcasts?
0: Well, well, I obviously you wouldn't let me say this one, yours, <laughs> yeah. but I, I love Terry Gross. Uh, she is just so good. I think her interviews are amazing and fresh air. That is one that I'm absolutely obsessed with. It's fantastic.
1: Oh, I'll have to check it out. I haven't listened to that one.
0: Oh, so good. Her interview. She is a phenomenal interviewer, uh, just phenomenal. And you just learn a lot because she talks to everyone from celebrities to, you know, business people to philosophers to everybody. so she it's really they're very, very interesting interviews.
1: Sounds amazing. I'm going to check it out. So if you could be any color, what color do you feel best represents your energy?
0: Oh, gosh, yellow. That's an easy answer.
1: Really? Why?
0: uh, because again, it's bright like the sun. I have to say I love, love, love the sun. And I have always had in any house I've been in, I have a really bright yellow kitchen because the kitchen is a cool place to be. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a family gathering place and just yellow just brightens everything. So I uh, for anyone that has spent time with me that knows me, I have a lot of freaking energy. Mm-hmm. I always have. And so yellow is my color
1: that's such a good color that's my color of the moment right now too and i love that it's oh color of the
0: moment interesting
1: yeah well i would say of the year i just feel that color right. this year so i'm always kind of switching things out and of course it's the cover of your book that color which is phenomenal <laughs> yeah, that's right <laughs> mm-hmm. i have it right here yeah, next I to had me you
0: have a book that was yellow had of to. course
1: so If you could give one piece of advice to everybody listening to set their souls on fire, because this is the Soul on Fire podcast, what would that be?
0: Huh. That is a very good question. And, you know, I I think I'd have to say that, you know, it comes back to the love thing. I, I, I hate to be repetitive on that, but... Just putting love out there to the world and and just finding in your heart and soul what brings you that feeling where your heart's going to burst and making sure that you go do that and you put time into that. And if it's something that has been sitting on the back burner, especially if you're an entrepreneur and there's things that you love and people that you love that you feel like are out of reach right now, Bring them back in. It's it's so important for the rest of your life that will be important. So don't lose sight on that in, in kind of the here and now and these goals that we set for ourselves that we get so focused on. Bring the love into your life.
1: That is beautiful. I love that. I think that will resonate and ring true with a lot of people listening. Very cool. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Cheryl. This was so fun to have you on and to learn more about you and to learn well, more thank about you. Rebel. I'm
0: honored. Oh, I'm so honored to talk to you, really, and and thank you so much for your questions and and you know making people aware of Rebel and the book. I really appreciate it and everything that you talk about on your show. I think it's amazing.
1: Thank you so much. So, let everyone listening know where they can find you. Other than you can find Rebel all over the place. Is it in National Whole Foods? It is
0: National Whole Foods, so please check out Rebel. I seriously it is so freaking delicious, it will blow your mind and so incredibly healthy. And you can also find Rebel on rebel.co.co not .com and follow us on Facebook at Rebel Elixirs. It's again it's R E B B L. Uh, Elixirs are E-L-I-X-I-R-S, Rebel Elixirs. Twitter with same thing. Uh, And our Instagram handle is Rebel. And you can find me on Cherylalachlan.com That's S-H-E-R-Y-L-O-L-O-U-G-H-L-I-N, com.
1: Perfect. And we'll put all of that in the show notes too to make it nice and easy. Thank you. Thanks so much, Cheryl. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode with Cheryl. It was such a treat to have her on and to share her wisdom with all of you guys and to get to soak it in myself. She's a very inspiring human being and I can only hope that all of us become as wonderfully successful as she does in all of our endeavors and i know that she hopes so too because she's such a genuine soul and i love having genuine souls on the podcast and i love connecting with all of you guys so if you would like to further connect with me and with others who listen to this podcast like-minded individuals then head over to facebook and join the soul on fire podcast tribe It's a very active, very friendly and loyal and incredible group of people, mostly women, but not just women. So anyone can join Soul on Fire podcast tribe and I will add you. And I wanted to remind you that if you feel inspired to rate and review this podcast, then just send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Jordan at thebalancebond.com and I will send you my blogging tips and tricks document that I send to everyone who's kind enough to rate and review the podcast. So thank you guys so much for listening this far. You're amazing. I'm so happy to have you here. Stay tuned on Instagram for lots of holiday giveaways that I'll be doing this week. And also head over to our sponsor's website, Sigmatic.com and use the code BLONDE, B-L-O-N-D-E, for 15% off. And check out Rebel if you haven't already because now you know that they're an amazing company and they just have the most incredible people working for them and as as their leadership. So thank you guys for being here. Happy holidays. Have an amazing and inspired and creatively stimulating day. Mwah. Love you.